0: It's time for Lakes, Woods & Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea hive Halverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Cregan's. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan.
1: Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks, and also available now at Podcast One. So we're out there, we're everywhere. Chris, uh, uh, opening segment, hard to believe we're down to the last show of the year, and uh, that went quick, yeah. Yeah. We could have extended for the Ryder Cup again like we did a couple of years ago, but it's not here in Minnesota, so. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's been an incredibly busy summer, I think. Uh, This is probably our, uh, well, no doubt, the five years or so we've been doing it, our our hardest time to get together has been this yeah. year, just because the schedules have been busy. and Between both of us, it, yeah.
2: uh, yep. it's been a crazy busy summer, which is very thankfully good in, uh, here in the golf business in the Brainerd Lakes area. But uh, there, like we said, uh, there's a lot of good golf
1: left as well. So. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, Katie Foley with us, gives a little background on what the boys are doing, Chris, uh, over the summer and where they'll be in the fall. And then we'll talk about Katie as well and her golf game, the ever improving golf game of Katie Foley, <laughs> knock on the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> Thanks for coming in the studio, Kate.
3: Thank you.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, so uh We can start with Katie.
2: Yeah, so Katie kinda has wrapped up her golf season, although she's got some great golf coming up. We're we're going to uh Scotland in about six weeks. So she's she's in the heart of her tennis <laughs> season right now. But uh and then uh, Joe is uh, has his first ter- college tournament this weekend at Gustavus. They're, uh, they've got a split squad. They're taking half their team to Kentucky this weekend, and uh, half the team will be playing a Mayak event at Majestic Oaks. And uh, I think they've got one round of qualifying yet uh, as we tape this, and uh, they'll play that this weekend. And then... Uh, Michael's got uh, about six weeks left at Hazeltine for the summer, and then he'll uh, he's moving to Jupiter, Florida,
1: for the winter, and it's going to be a golf pro or assistant pro at Seminole Golf Club in Jupiter. So. Wow, okay, that's uh, that's impressive. That's fun, Katie. We were just going to talk a little bit about the results from uh, uh, last week on the PGA Tour, the FedEx Cup, but also on the LPGA. Uh, Brooke Anderson, an event uh, in Canada at Regina, and. Uh, She wins her national event. I think the first uh, Canadian woman to win that event since the early 1970s. So that was pretty cool. Created a lot of buzz on the tour. Yeah. Can you follow the LPGA a little bit?
3: Yeah. A lot of the majors, the smaller events, if they're just on, I'll watch them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And you have uh, a few favorites we want to mention.
3: Yeah. I like Paula Kramer and then Georgia Hall, who just won. Um, her first major, or her first event, actually, in the LPGA, and then I like Danielle Kang a lot. I got her autograph at the Solime Cup last August um, in Des Moines, and then who else? Michelle Lee I also like a lot.
1: Sure, yeah, and Georgia Hall treated you real nice, your dad said.
3: Yeah, she waved to me, gave me high fives and then she had a really nice putt and this was the day she was playing with Paula and it was like a really like long leg putt and it didn't go in but Paula ended up winning the point. And I'm like, oh, nice puck, Georgia. And she smiled and said, thank you. So it was a lot of fun. But
1: <laughs> and how's the game, Katie? I know you've uh, just leaps and bounds at your age and uh, with a coach for a dad, and uh, you just love the game. So uh, yeah. in the last year, it has to
3: be a huge improvement. Yeah, I really have come a long way. I really didn't like golf like the first nine or ten years of my life. <laughs> I really it, I thought it was all my family talked about and all of that. So, I mean, it was. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I've really grown to it. I love it now. It's my joy. Um, yeah, it's. I've come a long way in the last two or three years, but we'll see. I'm always working to improve and yeah. fully working in the, uh, the off-season training, and I go to the simulators in the, mor- in the morning before school, and getting the next spring season off to a good start yeah
1: you can get better all through your life that's what your dad always says so you yeah. can always practice the little things <laughs> in golf chris Fish. on the uh, fedex side of things uh like you said the uh the mad scientist bryson de who is uh one of the most unique thinkers maybe ever on the fga tour no doubt no maybe about it he just is and his uh his swing looks peculiar when you watch on TV yeah. it, it it looks uh I guess stiff for lack of a better word right but uh man he studies uh mathematics and is a mathematical genius and all the angles and he thinks he's got it dialed in, and so far he's been pretty accurate. Yeah, he, he's a he's an extremely bright guy,
2: and uh, you know if you if you don't watch his swing at full speed, if you slow it down, it, it really looks very conventional at uh, in slow motion compared to uh, when you see it at full speed. He doesn't he doesn't appear to have much wrist hinge and swings very much on a single plane. Which uh, you know if you can do that, you're going to be extremely uh, straight. Ball striker, and uh, I actually read something yesterday that uh, he uh, um, his swing is actually, as far as being on plane, closer to being on plane than the the swing robot they use to test equipment.
1: So no kidding, uh, yeah, which is amazing that a, that a human can do that, but. Uh, They used to call that machine Gene Littler, I think, who (laughs) probably had maybe one of the most. Iron uh, Byron, after Byron (laughs) Nelson. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Is that right? (laughs) Yes. But, uh, you know,
2: it it just, it's kind of, we've talked about this several times throughout the year, about how quickly things can change. And uh, Bryson couldn't be at a lower point with his game at the British Open and had a complete meltdown and, uh, you know, just was not playing well. And he was number... uh, Number nine in points for the for the Ryder Cup, so he wasn't an automatic selection, and it appeared that he was you know his game was in a kind of a downward spiral, and then he goes and wins uh, last week and probably locks well he, he definitely locked up a spot for the Ryder Cup. Oh so. yeah, I think so too. Uh, so when the you know when he had
1: to play his best, he definitely would, and I think that's that's going to get a lot of attention. Have some great guests coming up uh, today. Dave Sedlowski, uh, head uh, PGA Golf professional at, uh, at uh, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, will be with us. And uh, Glenn Hagberg from the Classic. And uh, Cordy Walker, going to be a fun uh, guest, Chris. Yeah, Cordy, a uh,
2: uh, friend of mine, he actually lives in, in Rochester, Minnesota, but uh, puts out some great content uh, on his um, website, Golf Science, and
1: uh, going to talk about some ideas on how to kind of lower your scoring barriers. Yeah, it's a pretty fun idea. Yeah, I, I think it. I think listeners will like it. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald, with you thirteen eighty KLIZ, the fan, and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. dot com. That thanks to our sponsor Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury. The two thousand and nineteen Buicks. Dave Sedlowski, head PGA professional at uh, Rutgers uh, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, uh, Jack's eighteen and the Alex nine. Uh, Dave, welcome. Glad to have you back.
4: Hey, thank you very much. Good to be with you again this year.
1: Greatest voice in golf. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thanks again, as always. For
1: that. <laughs> and uh, we branded you, Big Dave Sedlowski, in the uh, in the ads over the summer, so that fits it. as well. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I suppose. <laughs> that does fit. <laughs> Dave, I know you and Chris were talking a little bit off. Mike, how's the year been for you? At, uh, at, uh, we want first we want to talk a little bit about uh, Jack's eighteen. That was uh, rebranded shortly after we talked uh, earlier in the spring this year. And uh, what a cool, uh, I, I love the name of the course because, you know, Jack's just one of the great uh, gentlemen of the Brainerd Lakes area and uh, just fits great on the golf course.
4: Yeah, you know, it's just been an absolute thrill to be involved in it. And like I mentioned earlier in the season, just prior to us officially changing the name, uh, you know, Jack didn't really have much to do with it because if he did, it probably wouldn't have happened.
2: Right. Uh,
4: <laughs> but just, again, just an absolute thrill to be involved in that Um like you said, Jack is is an icon, uh, certainly um, in the area, and uh, grew up here at the resort, and continues at eighty eight and a half years old, and um, just a gem of a of a gentleman, and as his wife Anne, and so it's it's been really fun, and um, the the. Outpouring of support uh, and compliments and comments is even more fun, I think. And Jack, with more of those comments coming in, uh, he's warming up to it real nice.
1: <laughs> oh, good, so,
2: <laughs> Dave Furl.
4: We had him sign some uh, commemorative flags, and he's continuing to do that for people that have purchased flags after the fact. Um, and uh, it's just, again, it's just it made too much sense not to do it. So it was just great fun to do it, and and the. Your next question there, uh, the season's been wonderful. Um, beyond that, too, the business uh, has been great uh, from the golf course side and the resort side as well. And uh, we're continuing to ride that wave here really strong through the next month and uh, pick her up again next year, hopefully. So, yeah.
2: Dave, for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with, with Rutgers, give it, give us a little history and uh, about Rutgers and about Jack Rutger. Who's...
4: Yeah, this is our uh, – 120th anniversary of the resort being open, and still owned by the same family of Rutgers. Jack is the third generation. Um, His son, Chris, is our active president right now, Uh, fourth generation. Uh, Golf started back in 1921 with the Alex 9 golf course, which Jack's dad, Alec, developed back in that time, and uh, so all the more fitting and appropriate that we named the 18-hole course, which Jack developed after, after Jack. So we have Alex nine and Jack's eighteen. So uh, there's so much history. There's actually a book on it. Uh, Back at the hundredth anniversary, they published a book that is still in circulation here at the resort. And uh, I suppose we have to do another book because we've added twenty more years onto that.
1: Right, a little update, sure.
4: Just keeps going. Yeah, so it's 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 incredible. Really is.
1: The events this year have been great, uh, not only at the golf course at the resort as well. The concert series. uh, I think there's eight concerts. The last one is this uh, this this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, actually be tonight as the show airs. So, and uh, the barbecue barbecue and blues was great. And the uh, farm to fork is coming up mid September. So, all kinds of new things, and uh, it's been just been great. And I'm sure the uh, uh, people don't mind going to those events and then playing a little golf, Dave.
4: That's right. And you know, this is a this marketing push has really just begun. Uh, last year, just dipped a toe in the water of, of all these events, and as you guys know, it takes a while for these events to kind of build and snowball over the years. And and just the in a short, you know, one year's time, they really have. And and uh, looking forward to those continuing
1: through the uh, well, a couple of weeks left, and then you get um, really nice uh, fall rates as well, Dave, coming up. Uh, that's September 11th that begins, so uh, people right. can uh, take advantage. Of, and it's really just the. Well, Chris and I talked a little bit last week. The best time of year to golf in the Lakes area is September and October. It's just beautiful weather. It
4: is, right? Our, our rates do kick in on on the 11th. And um, a bonus for all the golfers out there, we are not purifying the greens this fall. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're, starting, we're starting to get those calls when you punching greens. We are not. Uh, we did that in the spring. Um, we probably should again this fall. But, frankly, guys, we are too busy. And
3: yeah, really yeah. have
4: a day or two that we can close the course for that, so we're going to ride it out. And um, our fall rates, uh, you know, kick in and anywhere from fifteen to twenty dollars green fees Monday through Thursday. Wow! And fifteen to thirty dollars Friday through Sunday, and you throw a cart on top of that.
1: Boy, that's uh, a that's a great bargain. Wow! Quite a value there. You know, Dave, I uh, typically will blame my bad putting on aerating the greens, and now I'll just have to blame it on myself. (laughs) That's
4: right. Well, I know you have a good coach, so you can't blame him.
1: (laughs) No, I can't blame him. He's sitting right here. <laughs> you, at least when I'm not in the, at least when I'm in the room, he can't blame me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, David. Somebody said to me yesterday, they said, ah, "I can't believe the golf season is over." And I said, it's oh. "Not even near over." I said, "We get, we still got six weeks left at least." And I said, "That's twenty percent of our golf season." So right. some That's of the crazy, uh, crazy the mindset. Yeah, some, the best time of the year really to play the. Uh, You know, the golf courses are in fabulous shape. The trees are in full color and uh, just a great time to get out and play. That's right. And we have,
4: you know what, both of our golf courses are full of maples and oaks. And, uh, you know, the reds, yellows, and oranges are just phenomenal here uh, as we get further into fall. So come on out. It's uh, it's just phenomenal.
1: Tell us a little bit about the uh, Alex 9 as well, Dave.
4: Yeah, Alex Nine, you know, it's just a little gym that like I said before, it opened back in nineteen twenty one as as our resort lodge course, if you will, and uh, today with people being a little more crunched for time and uh, maybe some money, uh, it is it's only a it's a little nine hole golf course, a par thirty three. There are three par threes and the rest are shortish par fours. Um, greens are just as good as the greens on the Jacks eighteen and uh, the the best part of it all is the, the maximum green fee over there is only $15. Um, juniors are just $10 seniors, $12 and that's any day of the week. So, uh, it only takes about an hour and a half to play it. You know, it's not an all day thing and, but you can still get out and enjoy golf, uh, for a very affordable, uh, and a good
1: quality experience. Sure. And land times at such a premium nowadays, uh, the play nine has been such a big push by the PGA tour as well. So Absolutely. great opportunity there. Yeah. And, uh, made a few changes to uh Jack's 18 over the last couple of years. You want to mention a couple of those, Dave?
4: We did. I promised uh, on the spring show here that we were going to redo our bunkers, and by gosh, we did. <laughs> so, nice. we're, in we're in the process of. There's two that are still uh, under construction, but uh the other ones that we had slated uh to to have a renovation are are complete. So, that's been really nice. Essentially what we did is we made some of our very large bunkers smaller. Um some of them wrapped around the back of greens, which really didn't make much sense, so uh, just make things more efficient and more appealing to the eye, and, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, a few new tea complexes here and there, uh, based on some uh, weather damage we've had in the past to hopefully not have those issues anymore, and uh, so it's been really nice, very nice.
1: Can't say enough about Ziggs. We, uh, we came out a couple of times and ate dinner at Ziggs and then went to uh, two of those concerts this summer, and... Uh, just a great combination. You come to the either either play the course and then have dinner at Ziggs, or vice versa, and then maybe uh, all these different events have been going on as well. It's a wonderful combination, and uh, they do a great job at Ziggs.
4: They do, and I'm fortunate to eat it every day, so I'm a
1: good. <laughs> 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 it's. I you mean, you're bigger, Dave Sedlowski. Uh, well, <laughs> <that'd> be nice. <laughs> I can't talk. You know that.
2: <laughs> Dave, one of the great events you guys have is your Oktoberfest. What, what what are the dates of that this year?
4: You know, that is, it's always MEA weekend. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't have a calendar. But I think it's the um, 20th, 20th and 21st of October, right in there. I think
2: the that's event, right, yeah.
4: The big event is on Saturday uh, of that weekend, but if that's the case, the 20th. Uh, nine o'clock to four o'clock and it is just it's the coolest thing if you've never experienced. About five thousand people converge on the resort. And uh you've got you've got Jack Rutger tapping the first beer keg and having the ceremonial toast. Uh and then the, the huge German authentic meals in the lodge uh all that weekend. It's just it's really it's really a neat thing and very festive event, very you know, the German heritage and, and very festive uh Good family fun, and it, come and check it out. There's about, oh, 150 or so craft vendors, if I, I'm not too involved in that directly, but uh, they're out there selling their wares, and, and uh, people are walking around just having a great
1: time. Yeah, like you said, these events take a little time, and that one has uh, just built and built and built, and now pretty much stands on its own. Everybody yeah. in the area waits for Oktoberfest at Rutgers. Yeah. Yep, and I think it's
4: 33 years this year that it's been happening, so uh, a good tradition.
1: Dave, thanks a million for taking the time. We sure appreciate it, and uh, sure encourage everybody to get out and play uh, Jacks 18 and Alex 9 before the uh, end of the golf season. Again, some great golf left, and, boy, those rates start in September 11th. They're great rates anyway, and, uh, and they go down starting on the 11th. That's right.
4: That's right. Give us a call at uh, 218-678-4646, or everything is online, too, at rutgers.com.
1: Oh, and I forgot to mention the new app, Dave. Let's uh, just mention that quickly.
4: Yep, and that's got all the information on it too. Um a new app just came out and probably the nicest features right now for the golfer is the GPS function. Uh when you're out on the golf course, uh you know the uh the satellites know where you are in relation to the center of the green and uh gives you the yardage to the front sure. and back of each green. Um tea times can be made on the app and we'll we'll get uh some other features on there too for food and beverage and things like that as we proceed here. But that is up and running, and that can be found right on our website, again, at rutgers.com.
1: Dave, thanks a million for taking the time.
4: Thanks, Thank Dave. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's
1: Dave Sedlowski, head PGA golf professional out at Rutgers, the Alex 9 and Jack's 18. Terrific golf course. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan, and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, for that. Also available now at Podcast One. Very special guest with us today, good friend of uh, Chris Foley's. Chris, why don't you handle the introductions? Yeah, I want to welcome uh, Cordy
2: Walker to the show. Cordy is uh, from Rochester, Minnesota and has a, uh, a website called Golf Science Lab and a podcast and does a lot of video work for a lot of golf pros and um, really puts out some great, con- uh, great content on uh, improving in golf and motor learning and all, all kinds of Kinds of golf-related things for uh, for us golf nerds. So, <laughs> Cordy, wel- welcome to the show.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. And call I uh, appreciate it.
2: I, w- I want to talk about your, uh, your a recent thing you put out called Project Even Par. Yep. But before we talk about that, give us a little background, a little bit of your background, and what's what is the Golf Science Lab?
5: Yeah, so the Golf Science Lab uh, is an attempt to talk with people from around the world whether it's researchers or instructors or uh, players that are doing something a little bit different that um, you know are looking at more evidence-based um, solutions to getting better at golf uh, and just kind of like hearing what's going on behind the kind of common instruction that you see on, on tv or in magazine so you know really kind of going out and talking to people that you probably haven't heard of and trying to get behind the scenes and, and what some of the best are doing out there.
2: Yeah, and you you put some great stuff out there. Uh you how often do you do your podcast, Cordy?
5: Yeah, we have a weekly, you know, it comes out once a week, sometimes twice a week. It's different segments, but um yeah, at least once a week there's a new podcast in the in the podcast feed to check out for folks.
2: Yeah, there's some great stuff. So let's let's talk about Project Even Par. Tell tell me what you're doing there.
5: Yeah, let's let's talk about it. So this is something that I did uh, myself. Personally, it's kind of a, it's kind of a mission. So, um, you know, the backstory is I had not been playing much golf because I was playing poorly and uh, <laughs> playing poorly. I don't know about you, but you're not terribly motivated to get out there um, and go play. So, I needed a, a reason. I needed a mission. I needed, you know, something to get me out and, and playing golf because it's summer in Minnesota. I mean, we only have so much time, right? Um, so. This is this idea of the project using part. I was trying to figure out where do I shoot thirty six from. Um, you know, I, I'm a three handicap just to kind of set some uh, some context here. But uh, you know, I decided to start at, at 150 yards. I had an idea that I could shoot thirty six from there, uh, and then I worked myself all the way back to the the back tee boxes of the course I play, which are seventy two hundred yards. And, um, you know, the goal is I would go out and play nine holes from, uh, I went from 150 to 225, um, going back in 25 yard increments. And then we have 60 boxes at the course. Uh, and there are really, a, a few kind of ideas here, which are, which are interesting is one, you head to the golf course, you have to go practice with a, a specific goal in mind of, you know, I'm headed out there to do this one thing. And, um, you know, a lot of the times we head to the golf course to practice and it ends up being, uh, a couple buckets of balls sweating and frustrated after an hour on the range because we didn't really, we just went out there to I don't know, practice, right?
2: Well, I, I, I always, we talk a lot about it on the show. I, I always ask people, are you exercising or are you practicing? And yeah. m- most yeah. people exercise.
1: Exactly. I like exactly. the sentence at the beginning of your uh, article, Cordy the uh, mindless repetition and routine doesn't lead to good learning. <laughs> and uh, sometimes that seems like it. If you don't have some instruction or some idea when you get there, you know, you hit slice after slice, and you think, uh, I'm just going to fix this slice. And you really haven't uh, done a lot with the rest of your game, and, and you might not have got the slice fixed. So it's a good combination.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, giving yourself kind of a mission more around score or, you know, some type of skill is, is awesome. And, and I love the idea of having a score as well. Because on the golf course, we have to deal with a score. You know, I, people might say, like, oh, you're supposed to forget about your score, but good luck with that. Um, I'd rather train to being used to knowing my score and trying to, you know, play well knowing it. So, you know, you kind of train, you're practicing with a score in mind of like, I'm trying to get to a particular number. So that's kind of another interesting interesting facet of, you know, training to, uh, train to a specific score
2: Well, and and, I, uh, I th- that I noticed. I think we all have these comfort zones or scoring barriers, whether it's, you know, breaking a hundred, breaking 90, breaking 80, wherever your, whatever your skill set and level is. And when we get around that score, we're comfortable. When we get below that, we get uncomfortable and it, 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 we, we tend not to play very well once we get in that zone.
5: Yep, yep, Absolutely. Absolutely. So this definitely gets you out of your comfort zone. Um, and you know, it might surprise you. I just I got a tweet uh, yesterday from someone who's saying, "I shot 35 from 175 yards out," and he was like, "That is, I, I thought I would do way better than that." You know, it's just some, like shocking realization. Uh, once you see what your game is, you know, when you when you shift yourself out of your kind of typical paradigm and get a little uncomfortable, you do something you, sh- you think should be easy, but it's not easy. And um, yeah, you know, we don't get uncomfortable that often in our practice and our play because we typically just do the same thing or the same course same key boxes, same group of people and um, fall into a repetition a lot of times of of even playing like that.
1: Have have you had some stats, Cordy? Like you're a 3 so that's, you know, you're a nice player obviously and uh, you thought maybe right away you could maybe shoot 36 from 150. Now you put a a 15 guy in there, 18 guy, should he move a little closer to start with or are you thinking that 150 is enough? That's
5: a great question. I I don't know. I I think everyone's going to be a little bit different just based on your skill. Um, I I think starting at 150, you know, if you if you shoot more than 36, so yeah, move up to you know 125. If, if you you know don't move back to 175, um, you know, regardless, you're getting really quality reps in. You know, I'd, I'd rather see someone shoot or hit nine hundred and fifty yard shots on the golf course than you know ninety nine. Shots on the range, um, just because of the context and the meaning of those shots is so much more than what you might see on the on the range during during practice. But yeah, I think 150 would be a good place for for people to start. Sure, that, potentially.
2: So as as somebody moves back, Cordy, and they reach that, let's say they they shot 36 at 150 yards, and then they move to 175 and they shoot 36 there. They move to Two hundred, for instance, and now they now they're shooting forty or whatever the number is. How do you suggest that they improve to be able to move back? What? What? Do, how do you analyze that? How do you practice? What do
5: you do? Yeah. So you know, I when I look at data and you see people tracking like greens and regulations or fairways and regula- regulations or total putts you know what it, the reality of that is? It's not very useful so I chatted with Monk Brody he's the guy that came up with Strokes Gains I used know, ad on the PGA Tour he developed that uh, quite a few years back now but um, Strokes gained is kind of like an, an unbiased way so you know if you're going to hit a drive right let's say it was a 300 yard drive and a 300 yard drive in the fairway versus a 300 yard drive you know, drive in the rough versus a 300 yard drive with a recovery shot all of those need to be treated differently uh, you know, if you had a 30-yard drive in the rough with still a shot to the green, that it might be better than a 200-yard drive in the fairway. So, you know, net, you look, just looking at fairway and regulation isn't necessarily a good, a good stat. So I was using a strokes gained, uh, tracking my uh, stats, to strokes gained using that called Golf Metrics. And so, you know, I was looking at that and seeing what, parts of my game were holding me back and what parts were helping me shoot the scores that I was um and you know Chris I think the most interesting thing here which is really funny is that it bounced all over the place I think as, a, as an overall trend I saw that I was I would continually gain strokes with my driver I was pretty level with um my approach game and um it maybe a yeah, lost some strokes with putting but from day to day the variability. that that in, in your stats and in your game is uh, is pretty funny because you, you think that, you know, you're a pretty consistent golfer. you are probably the same pretty much every day, but we're all wildly different from day to day, which I think
2: is it's fascinating. You know, one, one of my instructors when I was young always used to say, you know, golf's, golf's like a teeter-totter and when you're playing your best, you're in balance and, you know, some days you play putt really well and drive the ball poorly. Some days you drive it well and putt poorly or whatever the, the aspect of the game is. But when you've got that board in balance is when you play your best golf. So it's always up and down.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's part of you know just changing your expectations as well. It's just like every day they're not going to be like, you know clicking on all cylinders. You're, you're going to have days where you're going to miss a couple of short putts, and you're just going to feel awful about it, or you know you're going to hit a ball in the water, and it's going to ruin your day. But like, that's just part of the part of playing. Um, you know, if you can't learn to accept that and just understand that if you play enough golf, that's going to happen. It happens to you know the best players in the world. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna happen
4: to us as, as well.
2: Oh yeah, emotional resilience is is one of the biggest skills that you have to learn in golf to become a good player. You just have, you have to be able to ride those that emotion of ups and downs
5: yeah yeah exactly and, and you know getting better expectations is i think a huge part of that because a lot of us come into this game i know i do i know my friends do you know whether they realize it or not uh you know when you see someone playing and you know they expect to make a putt when reality you know like an eight foot putt for instance you know we all would expect or we'd all would like to make that and maybe get a little bit frustrated when you miss it, but. You know, I think on tour it's like they make fifty percent of their putts. parts, so uh you should only be making half of them. However, we bring these high expectations. You miss the part, you get mad, you add some tension that carries over to your next piece out you need no the water. <laughs> and so it goes on. So expectations can have a huge impact on on uh you know, on how we play.
2: No question. So Cordy, how long did did it take you how many rounds did it take you to move from from hundred and fifty yards to your back teeth?
5: Yeah, so you know, I just played it straight back, and the funny part is, that, you know, I was hoping that I would, you know, I was going to get to a point where I would, I would fail. Um, it, it's kind of funny to say, but I actually was able to shoot 36 or better from every T box, which is hilarious to me. Looking back on it, I, I, when I have the data and I, I played my absolute best rounds the farthest I got back in tee boxes um I think a big part of that was that I was getting I was playing golf and getting some good learning in so I improved and got better over this time sure it took me um about four weeks I think the month I actually yeah the month of July um it took me the whole month to get it done I played from 150 175 200 225 and then 60 boxes um there's a few random rounds in, in between there as well but um, the month of July and I can say that I know for a fact that my skills got better so I got the data to show that, you know, I improved with the driving and the approach and, and whatnot and, um, yeah, I was, was really surprised to be able to shoot 36 for better from, from all of them. I was, uh, I think I just caught some good dips and got a little lucky <laughs> for sure. Well,
2: that's great stuff. And so th- this concept you developed, you get it from uh, Operation 36, is that correct?
5: Yeah, so Operation 36 came out. They have a great coaching program uh, where they yeah work with juniors and I think adults as well, but they start doing stuff for 25 yards, get them to shoot 36 then move them back and, and gain skills. So I think that they have a, they have a great program. Um, and it just it just makes a lot of sense because golf is too hard for, for a lot of us. And, you know, just trying you know, playing your same tees and going out and shooting a 45, 46, 50, you know, it just continually gets a bit frustrating. So why not? Try to match the difficulty with uh, skill level a little bit more. I think, it, I think it makes a lot of sense in the research that stuff is a better learning environment.
2: Absolutely. Well, Cordy, we, we appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, give us some information on how uh, people can follow you on uh, on social media and about your website and podcasts.
5: Yeah, the best spot is the podcast. So it's in you know your Apple Podcasts, your um, Stitcher, Android. Just um, search called Science Lab, and you'll you'll see it there. And, uh, yeah, GolfScienceLab.com and then Golf Science Lab on Twitter and Instagram and those those places. But um, lots of good stuff coming out. And if you follow the podcast, you're of hear about everything else as well. So that's the, that's the spot to go, guys. I appreciate it.
2: Perfect. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Cordy. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you up here in Brainerd in a couple weeks.
5: Yes, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Cordy. That's Cordy Walker, founder and chief curator of Golf Science Lab. Very interesting segment. That was fun. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fans streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, also available now at Podcast One. And the streaming thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the two thousand. And 19 Buicks. Uh, PGA head golf professional Glenn Hagberg with us from the Classic. Glennie, thanks for coming back. Hi, guys. Well, thanks. We had you to not too long ago, and then uh, yours truly uh, had some technical difficulties, and we lost that segment. So <laughs> uh, now you're back. <laughs> so we won't be repeating ourselves, because mm. that one never got on the air. So. <laughs> uh, Pretty uh, rare for Mac. It's right. It wasn't me. It was the equipment. <laughs> Well, you don't make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, checks in the mail. Glenn, <laughs> uh, Glenn lots coming up. Uh, what a, let's uh, recap the year a little bit, you know, with uh, multiple great golf opportunities at Madden's, just uh, what a great golf complex. And uh, let's talk about the, uh, the courses that you have to offer and how the year has gone so far.
6: Well, it's certainly been a good season, and it's hard to believe that we're uh, coming up on Labor Day weekend, that's for sure. But um, um, the economy is good, and business is good, and and it's been a fun year all the way around. Um, The golf courses were, I mean, really in just fantastic shape. Uh, the whole the whole season came through the winter unscathed even with uh you know being under uh snow cover well into the spring but um <laughs> uh the course has really really played well and and uh that's made it very fun and then um of course our uh you know kind of um, uh, you know a, a year of of change uh which was made it exciting and some new new challenges and and um, some new things to look forward to with having uh you know adding wood rakes and wood flag sticks to the classic and a new driving range setup and just kind of cha- changing a lot of that uh impression on the golf course um and then, and then uh, making our caddy program uh, kind of taking that to the next level and and uh, making that a much more regular part of our day and and service level to our guests uh, was you know I would say all in all very well received and and uh, got you know about two thousand caddy rounds and and the guys really did a good job we had a good
1: group of caddies and and really good reviews from our guests so. I had a good time out there playing with your superintendent, Scott, and uh, Bill Sinclair, who came from Torrey Pines, and I had the opportunity to play with those two guys for, well, uh, Scott for about nine holes, and then he was called to work, and uh, Bill and I played the rest of the way, but uh, it's always fun. They have kind of a, you know, they have different conversations about a golf course than most of us do. Most of us are, you know, how do I do this or that shot-wise, and they're like, what are you doing with uh, this sand, or what are you doing with this grass, and that kind of th- conversation so that was interesting
6: yeah 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 bill's quite a guy he's uh i gotta think he's got one of the top five personalities for a golf course superintendent <laughs> there a lot of times behind the scenes but uh it's nothing but laughs with bill yeah,
1: yeah, he's, yeah he's, uh, a, he's a lot he's of a fun character. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah a couple events coming up glenn some fun ones you've got uh the, the fall always brings fun events to the lakes area and uh, madden's is no different you've got some fun events on the way
6: yeah, uh, coming up in September, the classic 666 shootout that benefits the Brainerd Sports Boosters is uh, a highlight of the year for us and, and many others. Um, so much so that, uh, gol, that, that tournament was full within about uh, two or three weeks of sending out the registration. Um, so a lot of buzz about the team I'm on, I know. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, I know who my money's on. <laughs> my partner's Chris Foley, so that, that helps me quite a bit. <laughs> so that's uh, a fun uh, six holes, best ball, six holes, scramble, six holes, alternate shot, and and we've got a real nice uh, party at Madden's the night before uh, to get the pairing set and and um, uh, you know enjoy some festivities and then a you know a real nice you know fun but yet competitive golf tournament that just kind of differentiates itself a little bit. Yeah, so.
1: you bet that's fun. Then the uh, October sixth, uh, uh, Chile the chili challenge chili on challenge, pine beach yeah. west
6: it's uh-huh. it's a little bit of uh scott hoffman's revenge <laughs> <laughs> over the over the course of the year but uh certainly it's a it's a fun day um you know some some tough pins some uh creative tee boxes uh but you know it's it's golf and it's uh you you see the west in a little bit different way and it's a, it makes it for a you know a very fun day on that golf course and you know about the only uh downside in my eyes is about the last four or five years it's been 70 degrees and sunny and <laughs> we play in october and and uh, the chilly challenge was supposed to be you know cold and windy and maybe snowy but right um, but anyways it's a it's a very fun day uh you know it's 45 a person so it's very affordable right um we've got a real good payout at the end of the season um And, uh, uh, yeah, it's a a good way to end the year. And then uh, uh, that's Pine Beach West on Saturday, October 6th. And then the following weekend is the closing weekend for the Classic. Um, And so we have our uh, closing scramble, four-person scramble on um, Sunday afternoon, October 14th and uh that's just a nice way to to end the season and um you know there's not a lot of scramble events on the classic so uh it's it's uh you know it's it's a fun golf course to kind of end the season and play a scramble out there as well so oh it
1: should be great yeah well we'll seg in, up uh, in the uh great opportunities to play throughout the fall just put maddens all their golf courses on your on your menu for the uh uh, for the coming fall and certainly into next year. But uh, this fall, like uh, we were talking earlier, there's six great weeks of golf left. So I don't know why you wouldn't take advantage of uh, Absolutely. of those great golf courses. Glenn, we'll just include you here in the last segment. Uh, lots of great golf left, not only in our area, but uh, uh, you know, it seems like sometimes years when the PGA was finished up, the, the PGA has done a great ev- job now of extending the season with the FedEx Cup. And uh, Ryder Cup this year is in the mix. So uh, Bryson DeChambeau, we talked about him earlier. Chris uh, calls him the mad scientist, which I think is a pretty good term. And uh, when he gets it dialed in, he gets the, the like Chris said, he is robot-like in his swing, which he is. Has all the irons the same length, which is really yeah. unique. And uh, I always wondered why that wouldn't work, and maybe maybe it will work. I don't know. It's it's worked. Uh, uh, for a few million dollars for him this year, that's <laughs> not yeah, <bad>. it's, uh, <laughs> Three three wins in
2: uh, in the last twelve months is a uh, pretty good testimonial to uh, what he's doing. Uh, I don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll see that catch on or not. My my feeling is we won't, but you'll you'll see some some players experimenting with that the single length irons
1: and three guys battling for number 1 overall on the year and uh, two of them are best friends which is very interesting they p- they play and practice together all the time Kepka and Johnson uh, where does that, and they seem so casual around each other, like, uh, well, I don't care if he wins, I don't care if he wins, but I think they care. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, <laughs> there's about 10 million reasons why they're going to care in the next
2: few weeks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, very good friends. Uh, both of them have similar dispositions, you know, they uh, uh both pretty quiet, they let their clubs do the talking, and... um and both leading the you know, number one and two in points. And then uh, you've got a guy named Justin Thomas right uh, close behind them that I think is
1: going to make a yeah. pretty good run at it as well. And he might be the grittiest of the three as far as you, you you can tell by the look on his face how he feels about beating other guys. I mean, yeah. he is fully intent on beating everybody every time he goes out there. Yeah, he definitely wears his emotion on his sleeve, for good and for bad. Yeah, um, yeah
2: and one of the things i think that's elevated his game in the last year is that that aspect has really improved i think he doesn't uh, uh he doesn't let his emotions control his you know or his, his the, the angry side or the control him as much anymore and uh, i think that's why we've seen him win you know Six
1: times in the last year so Rom might be a guy with just as good a skill level And uh, he he still doesn't quite have control Of that side no. of his personality yet No, he, uh, he can go down that rabbit hole pretty quickly And, <laughs> uh, and not
2: uh, uh, w- Once he gets upset he's, he's, You can pretty much tell he's done Or you can see he's done So we'll see what happens in uh, three weeks in the Ryder Cup
1: Ryder Cup, guys You got any uh, last, uh, last couple picks You think they should throw on there? I'm out of the loop. I have to admit, so. <laughs> okay, I'll turn it over to Chris. I, I think three out of
2: the four are a done deal. You're you're not you're not leaving Tiger and Phil Mickelson off the team. No, I mean it's just not going to happen. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau locked up his spot last week. Yeah, and I think I think well, the, the the last pick, really the next three weeks will hinge on it. But I, I would have to say uh, the four runner for me would be Xander Shoffley. And uh, we'll we'll see how he plays in the next couple weeks. He he had a what did he f- finish last week? He finished, um, you know, he ha- he had a top ten finish last week. Um, Matt Kucher has not. I think he was the forerunner, but he he just hasn't played well.
1: Yeah, it's uh, been, it hasn't been a good time of year for him. No, after so, a pretty good run through most of the season. Yeah, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what the next uh, the next three
2: weeks bring. and um, uh, but I. I have to say Xander
1: is probably my uh my pick all right <laughs> uh let's see a uh, fall league uh coming up a few things happening in the fall chris uh still time for uh, improving our games and uh I know you've got uh, you're available for lessons at, but let 's talk about that junior fall league a little bit
2: yeah we've got uh kind of on the the same concept that Glenn and I run in the summer with Maddens and and Craigins where we play uh uh, these nine-hole matches, kind of nine-hole best ball matches with three-hole segments. But So we've got uh, starting September 11th uh, for kids uh, third grade through eighth grade. We do one day of skills a week and one, one day of matches. We divide the kids up into some teams. And uh, it's a great way to end the season and uh, improve that
1: game going into the winter. And we should talk, uh, you know, these guys are never seen on the golf course, and uh, they took a little golf trip together and actually played some golf. (laughs) Let's talk about the trip just briefly. Lenny, how was it? It, uh, The golf course was
6: fantastic, and um, it was nice, well, I... I was. Uh, we got on the tee on Friday night, and uh, everybody kind of played together because it was late, and I we were heading down the first hole, and I said, "Chris, I think this is the second time we played all together." <laughs> and Chris said, "Well, don't feel bad. Not many people have played with me once, <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
6: but uh, it was fun." But Michael did remind me uh, when he was back on Monday or Tuesday that he recounted there was a, there's at least three times prior that we played. So, in how many years? Uh, 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Aww. really, I mean just to me just a thrilling golf course, sand dune style golf course that your ball just gets on the ground and and goes left and then goes right and it's going somewhere and and greens that you can, you know, Miss the ball 30 feet right, and it has a chance of going in. And then another ball misses 50 feet left, and it's got a chance of going in. So wow. um,
2: really, really yeah, fun, it, of course. It's a, the Kingsley Club, which is uh, just outside Frankford, Michigan, and uh, just a great, great setting. And um, you know, kind of a throwback design style uh, back to the Golden Age of golf and uh, you know, like Glenn said, you know, very rolling and dunesy and uh, you know, firm conditions. They have fescue fairways, roughs, bent bent grass greens, and some just some great, great green sites. And, and um, the golf course is right out in front of you,
1: and just just a, a really a fun place to play. Yeah, you two together playing. That would have been a switch. Somebody should have filmed it. Would have been. <laughs> Nobody would believe it. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, thanks a million, Glenn, for coming in. Sure appreciate it. Chris, uh, hard to believe this will put this season in the books for Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You can uh, find us at lakeswoodsandirons.com and also at uh, Podcast One. The uh, episodes basically are there. You can go back and listen. But we'll try to post a little content over the winter, maybe some uh, teaching-type content and uh, keep the website a little more fresh this winter. We have a new webmaster in the building, so uh, that should help us out, I think. It should be good, man. I appreciate the season. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Well, that wraps up Lakes, Woods, and Irons for 2018. That is hard to believe. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan.
0: Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at 1380-K-L-I-Z, The Fan.
7: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher